Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to part five in our eight-part series on double strategy. Today we're going to be talking about how to use spin to win in doubles. Uh, If you missed parts one through four, we talked about how to use time, movement, position, and pace. And then the next three will be height, depth, and direction. But before we dive into spin, uh, which I think is going to be a really fun topic, it's something... I'm using more of recently because I recently switched rackets, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, But anyways, before I dive into all that, a couple of quick announcements. Um, The podcast reached 100,000 downloads about a month ago, so thank you all so much for uh, listening. It's been a ton of fun doing all these interviews, um, doing these strategy episodes. Uh, The feedback's been awesome, um, good and uh, constructive feedback. I appreciate it, so keep it coming. Um, But yeah, thank you all for listening. If um, if you do want to support the show further, uh, you can leave a review on iTunes. It helps other people to find the show as well. Uh, We also just reached 1,000 followers on Instagram. So in March, we started publishing a lot more on Instagram, and now we have... um, a lot of video content, uh, and I've started recently recording some new 60-second lessons, uh, video lessons that have been doing really well, so um, we're really getting some momentum on Instagram. If you prefer video content or you want some video content, uh, definitely follow us on Instagram. There's some recent videos on um, serve strategy, uh, on positioning at the net, um, on uh, moving at the net like Katie McNally. We use an example with her. Um, so lots of good content there um, to check out on Instagram. Uh, and then in the next couple of months, I'm going to be working on some video courses. So we've um, launched four ebooks at this point. Uh, the Net Play Strategy ebook um, was uh, very successful. So thank you all to everyone who purchased a copy of that. Uh, And I'm going to complement those with some video courses. So what's going to happen is I'm going to create courses that kind of correspond with each ebook. And if you purchased an ebook in the past, you'll get a discount on the course. Um, And those should be coming up uh, a little bit later this summer, depending on uh, my schedule and how long it takes me to to shoot all of the video content. But we're going to have, it's going to be video content with me. Uh, in front of a whiteboard. And then I'm also going to use some uh, live points where I'm kind of using some drawing tools to talk you through different strategies um, and things like that. So um, that should be uh, really good stuff, really um, great content 
for those of you who want more video. Uh, but anyways, let's dive into this episode on how to use spin to win in doubles. So when we're talking about spin, we're talking about the spin on the tennis ball. So it's it's important to clarify this. Um, there's different types of spin. We have backspin, which would be like if you had a backhand slice. Um, we have side spin, uh, which might be called a slice serve. Um, so the term slice can go either direction. I'll try to clarify throughout um, throughout this episode. But um, side spin is like a slice serve. You know, if you're right-handed, you might have a slice serve out wide in the deuce court. And then, of course, top spin, like hitting a top spin forehand, a top spin lob, and so on. So um, we can manipulate the spin on the ball in those three ways. And obviously, there's uh, different combinations of that. Like a lot of kick serves will have some side spin, but also some top spin, and they'll kick kind of out um, into the right for a lot of right-handed players. Um, but why do we want to use spin? So we use spin. It, it does a few things for us. It can make the ball jump off the court. So if you've ever watched Rafael Nadal play, you know, especially when he plays on clay, um, which unfortunately he's missing the French Open this year, uh, his ball hits the clay and jumps up really high off the court. It almost, um, it probably does, in fact, accelerate once the ball hits the court. So um, topspin can do that. Uh, Slice obviously can make the ball stay lower. Um, it can make the ball bounce a little bit less um, if we want to hit a drop shot, uh, anything like that. Um, and it can also make the ball spin sideways or move sideways uh, through the air. So if you hit a slice serve, for example, um, and you're right-handed, that ball is going to move right to left. Um, so it really manipulates the path um, and the speed and the acceleration of the tennis ball. Uh, But another thing that spin does that a lot of uh, people don't realize is it also makes the ball jump off of the strings. So I was playing in a match a couple of days ago. Uh, It was a mixed doubles match. And the opponent hit a a drop shot uh, up into my right, kind of near the net post. I was in the deuce court. And I ran up to get the ball. And he had a lot of, of side spin on this ball. And I tried to scoop this um, this shot down the line into the doubles alley with my forehand. Um, I, I was there in plenty of time. It was not a very difficult shot, but I didn't take the spin into account. So it spun off my strings and went to the right and ended up landing out. Um, so there's different ways to handle that. I could have countered it with more spin um, to try to negate the spin that he had hit. I could have tried to hit through the ball a little bit harder, um, but it was below the net. Um, probably the best play would have been for me to aim a little bit further to the left um, if I had been able to recognize the spin that he had hit uh, on the ball. So that that would have been a good adjustment for me to make. But the point is the ball will uh, jump in certain directions off of the opponent's strings based on the spin that you hit. So um, why do we want to use spin? Uh, for all those reasons, but it helps with consistency as well. So um, if you hit top spin in the wind versus hitting a flat shot, um, the wind's going to affect the ball less on a top spin shot. Uh, it helps us with accuracy. If you want to dip the ball at the opponent's feet, it's a lot easier to do if you hit um, if you're able to hit with topspin because the ball will get over the net and then the topspin will help it 
uh, kind of dip down low a little bit faster. It'll also help us hit better angles. So if the opponents are at the net and we want to hit an angle roll or something like that, um, if you hit that ball flat, you have to hit it pretty slow uh, and the opponent will have time to get to it. Um, you have to hit it pretty slow to let the ball drop. But if you hit with top spin, the ball will spin and dip and you're able to hit that angle. Um, we also use spin to remove pace. So uh, a high top spin shot like a lob or just a high loopy ball cross court um, can be a good way to remove pace against someone who likes to hit with pace. Uh, hitting a backhand slice can be, um, and that, that's a shot with backspin, uh, a backhand slice can be a great way to take pace off the ball and buy yourself some time. Um, and then, of course, a drop shot as well. Um, we want to remove pace off of the ball, leave the ball short uh, if the opponent's back, for example. So um, those are all the reasons we might want to use spin. I'm going to cover specific uh, scenarios that I find work really well uh, at the club level in terms of using spin on the serve return rally uh, as well as net play next. So when it comes to spin on the serve, uh, this is a really important skill to have. If you don't have a spin serve, it's definitely something uh, you should practice and, and try to develop, um, whether it's a kick serve or a slice serve, um, or ideally both. Uh, developing spin on your serve helps you get a more consistent second serve. Um, pros, if you watch pro tennis, uh, the doubles players will typically use more spin on their first serves uh, than a lot of the singles players because they understand how important first serve percentage is in doubles. So spin on your serve is super important. A few times that uh, I find work really well in terms of using spin. So there's some obvious ones I already mentioned. Uh, if you're right-handed, the slice serve in the deuce court is a super effective serve in singles and doubles. Um, that's something you can easily practice, go out with a basket of balls and set up some targets in the corner uh, of the deuce court box. Um, the kick serve to the backhand is a very common one that can be very effective uh, in both the deuce and ad courts, especially in the ad court. You can get the ball um, if you're right-handed to kind of kick out wide and get the opponent off balance and off the court. Um, and then, of course, you can take spin off and hit a flat power serve. I've talked about in previous episodes how I like to use this on uh, big points that um, especially are where I'm in the lead. So if it's a big game and I'm up 40-30, I may try to get a free point on a flat serve through the middle of the box. Um, or if it's add-in or maybe even 40-15, uh, even something like that, um, depending on the opponent. So those are all the different scenarios where I like to use those. Um, another one that was really effective for me the other day, so I mentioned earlier that I recently have switched rackets, and who knows, I may switch again, but um, I have I purchased a Yonix V-Core 98, um, so it's a racket that is very spin-friendly, it's, it's very spin-focused, uh, and I noticed um, the other day was my first match with it, um, first time serving with it, I believe, and... I noticed I was able to generate a lot more spin on my slice serve, um, and the ball was a little bit more lively on the strings because uh, it's a much more open string pattern than uh, my former racket, which was the Head Speed Pro, which is an 18 
by 20 string pattern versus a 16 by 19 of the V core 98. So, um, what I was able to do is hit that slice serve out wide in the deuce court, but another one that was super effective, um, when I would hit that T serve in the deuce court, I would typically hit flat, but a couple of times I was able to hit a slice serve down the T and really handcuff um, the guy who was playing in the deuce court. And I got some free points and free return errors uh, on that serve. So when you're working on that slice serve, don't only work on it out wide in the deuce court, also work on it down the T because you can make it a very, very effective body serve. Um, if you're left-handed, all this stuff applies kind of in reverse. So the lefty slice in the ad court um, is always a really effective serve, especially against right-handed players because then you're able to get it to their backhand. Um, one thing I want you all to keep in mind with these slice serves is think about the direction that the ball is going to bounce off the opponent's strings. So in the deuce court for right-handed server, that ball is going to hit their strings off their forehand side and go to their left, which means uh, it's going to be a difficult ball to keep down the line if it's a very good uh, slice serve out wide. So that net player should be pinching towards the middle um, and obviously adjust if they do make it down the line several times, but start out being a little bit more aggressive on that serve because that ball is most likely going to come back cross court uh, and the net player can poach on that. And this is even more true for the lefty slice in the ad court because the opponent is um, assuming they're right-handed hitting a backhand ground stroke. Um, this is a very difficult ball to get down the line. So this backhand is going to um, the ball is going to bounce off their strings and go to the right. And a lot of times the backhand is going to be a sharp angle cross court uh, because of the spin of the ball. So keep that in mind um, for your net player. If you're hitting these slice serves, um, just communicate that with them so that you can uh, develop an effective kind of one-two punch there. Um, so those are all the scenarios um, you want to be using spin on your serve. Uh, again, it's something... I highly recommend you work on um, and develop and, and continue to um, try to work the ball around just because it's a slice serve. Again, doesn't mean it has to be wide in the deuce court or uh, even T um, in the ad court. If you're right-handed, uh, you can also hit a slice serve um, out wide in the ad court to their backhand uh, and try to get it to kind of come in and jam them as well. Uh, on the return, um, spin is, is less of a factor here. Uh, the main reason for that is we're typically on defense when we're returning. Um, I will say uh, if you do have a good uh, chip and charge or a chip lob, um, kind of a slice lob with a continental grip, um, that can be pretty effective. Spin's not super important on those other than um, just being consistent and making sure the ball um, goes in the court where you want it to. Um, definitely direction, depth, timing are a little bit more important. Uh, on those chip shots, it's good to take the ball earlier. Um, so this is, uh, if you missed the first episode, we talked about time. Um, taking the ball early is a great way to take time away from your opponent, and you're taking away time from the net player by stepping forward on those returns. So it can be really effective if you're uh, trying to chip the ball. If they have a weak serve or a weak second serve, then you can start to use uh, more spins um, and they're really no different than rally balls, which I'll get into next. Um, so 
if you're stepping in and hitting a topspin shot, you can hit an angle a little bit easier. Uh, if you hit with more topspin, you can hit a high topspin ball to return and volley. Um, you can hit with depth with topspin to just stay on offense and push the opponent back. Um, so there's different ways you can use spin to kind of manipulate um, the ball and make the opponent uncomfortable on the return. But again, if it's a weak serve, a weak second serve, it's no different than a rally ball. Um, so I'm going to get into that now. So with um, d- during a rally, uh, there's several things we can do uh, in terms of spin to make the opponent uncomfortable and get into the positions that we want to be in. So uh, one of my favorites is just hitting a deep topspin ball uh, to force the opponent to defend um, and to buy yourself time to get to the net. If you do uh, like to get to the net, um, it's a great way to uh, force the opponent to defend and then buy yourself time, like I said. Uh, another option there is a slice shot. So um, if you're playing in the ad court, for example, um, like I do a lot of the time, and you don't have a great backhand ground stroke, um, similar to me, uh, you might hit a backhand slice shot, which will stay low. Uh, It forces the opponent to come up towards the ball. It forces them to hit up so they can't hit with too much pace. Um, And it moves slower through the court, so it buys you time. But again, you want to be taking this ball a little bit earlier because it moves slower. The opposing net player is going to have more time uh, to get to the ball. So um, focus on that for sure. Uh, Yesterday um, or a few days ago in that same match, I was kind of in a bad cross-court matchup. So I was actually returning from the deuce court, and the guy uh, had a very, very good forehand, uh, definitely um, a better player than me. And uh, especially since I haven't been playing as much tennis, I knew I was not going to be able to hang from the back with this guy. So what I was able to do um, is either defend with a slice or hit a high topspin ball. And as soon as I felt the ball come off my strings and I knew, okay, that was a quality deep topspin ball, I immediately came forward to the net because I did not want to hang from the back against this guy. I knew it was a bad matchup um, and it was pretty effective. Um, We ended up losing in the third set, uh, 12-10, I believe, in the tiebreaker. But um, I I would say we probably won half or maybe a little more than half of those points where I was able to get into the net and avoid um, just sitting back and rallying uh, with the opponent. So that can be super effective. Another um, option that I mentioned a few uh, episodes ago, and I talked with Juliana Olmos on the episode that was released last week about this, um, is her topspin lobs. Um, I see this a lot on the women's tour. Um, when the opponent hits a really good deep ball, they're able to time their topspin lobs uh, and hit it with an almost an offensive way. Um, it, it stays low enough over the net so that the opposing net player can't get back. They don't have time to get back to uh, hit an overhead, um, but high enough to get obviously over their head. Uh, And it can be a very, very effective shot. So anytime you're defending um, or a little bit off balance behind the baseline or the opponent uh, has a lot of pace and you want to kind of reset the point, an effective topspin lob can be super, um, super useful in that scenario. So that's something to practice as well for sure. Uh, Next is net play. So net play, we don't use a ton of spin when we're at the net on our volleys 
uh, or overheads, but there are some times that are kind of underrated that I feel like you can use spin uh, to help you out a little bit. So one of them is actually on the overhead. So anytime I'm hitting an overhead from, we'll say closer to the net than the service line, um, I'm balanced, I'm in an offensive position, I'm gonna hit the ball pretty flat. I'm gonna try to end the point. I might angle it on the off of the court, depending on how close I am to the net, um, or just hit it flat through the middle. But if I'm hitting an overhead from a little bit further back, let's say on the service line or um, in no man's land or even at the baseline, if they hit a really good high lob and it's almost like a serve where I'm uh, all the way back at the baseline, I'm actually going to hit a slice overhead. Um, So this is really no different than a slice serve. Um, Sometimes I'll even hit a little bit of uh, kick on it, a little bit of topspin on it. And this makes the overhead a lot more consistent. Um, You'll see a lot of times people will try to hit a flat overhead from the service line or behind there, uh, and they'll miss the shot. Um, But if you add a little bit of slice or a little bit of kick um, and just treat it like a serve, Um, it's in some scenarios, if it's back at the baseline, you might let the ball bounce and then you step under it. Uh, You can treat it like a slice serve or a kick serve and add a lot more consistency. And all you have to do in this scenario is just aim a little further right than you you would otherwise. So if you're trying to hit this ball through the middle of the court, you'll aim to the add court if you're right-handed. If you're trying to hit it wide in the deuce court, um, you'll aim through the middle, hit the slice, and let the slice kind of take it wide uh, through the deuce court. And what this is gonna do is it's gonna make your overheads a lot more consistent. You're gonna miss less. Um, and it's going to put the uh, the opponent, um, it's going to keep them on defense. Uh, so it's a super um, effective way to make your overheads a little bit more consistent. But just be sure to aim um, a little bit further right when you're doing that. Uh, another scenario, obviously on the drop shot, if you're able to, um, if you have the feel uh, in the hands to be able to hit um, some slice or some backspin on your drop shot, that's going to be effective. Uh, A common mistake I see, however, at the net um, with club level players is they try to hit too much backspin on their volleys and they come under the ball and the ball kind of pops up. So there's actually a good kind of drill you can do or or thing you can practice uh, next time you're out there practicing your volleys. Um, And I see this especially on forehand volleys, Um, I I guess backhand as well. But um, what you can do is try to actually hit uh, your volleys, have your partner feed um, you know, 10, 15 volleys to you and try to hit them, keep your continental grip and try to hit them almost with a little bit of topspin. Uh, and what you'll do is you'll start to feel your racket head get through the ball a little bit better. Uh, and you wanna exaggerate this a little bit, um, trying to hit it with a little bit of topspin. So your swing path will be a little different. You're not gonna be coming from high to low and cutting under the ball. You're gonna be coming from behind the ball and almost swinging up to hit a little bit of topspin on these balls. Uh, And you'll exaggerate it a bit. And then over time, you'll feel your racket head get through the ball a little bit better and you'll be able to drive your volleys better. Uh, And then eventually um, after you hit, you know, 15, 20, maybe even 50 of these, depending on how much work you need in this area, Uh, then you can find that kind of middle ground of, okay, I'm hitting some backspin on my volleys, but I'm not chopping under the ball too much 
so that it floats and doesn't get through the court. Um, you'll see, uh, if you ever watch Jamie Murray, the brother of Andy Murray, um, he's a fantastic doubles player, and he actually hits topspin on a lot of his volleys. Um, he He's a little unconventional at the net, but it's very, very effective. Um, and especially on his forehand volley, he's always kind of coming up and hitting over the ball um, and hitting kind of a topspin uh, forehand volley. So uh, think about that if your volleys are kind of popping up a little too much, if they have too much backspin on them and they're not getting through the court. Um, backspin on volleys can be effective, though, on the drop shots, um, like I said. Uh, and then something else you want to keep in mind at the net, and I've talked about this in the past, is if the opponent hits um, a topspin or a backspin shot and you're at the net, um, the most common one I see is if and if you hit an approach shot to the opponent's backhand, they hit a backhand slice and you come in for a high transition volley um, or even just any sort of high volley at the net. Sometimes it can be an overhead. The backspin is going to make the ball hit your strings and go down. So you've got to aim higher. Um, on these balls, a lot of times I'll aim uh, at the baseline, sometimes even behind the baseline uh, if it's more of a transition volley and I am a little bit closer to the service line area. Um, sometimes you have to aim long uh, and the ball is going to hit your strings. It's going to come down. So you really want to avoid missing that at the net. I see it all the time and I can predict it um, when I watch a lot of club level tennis, I'll see the opponent hit a backhand slice. I'll see the person coming in. And before they even hit the volley, I'll think to myself, okay, this is going in the net. And then inevitably they hit it in the net because they don't account for the spin off of their own strings. So you want to be focusing on the type of spin the opponent hits as well as um, using spin in the ways I talked about here today to kind of manipulate uh, the opponent, make them uncomfortable, uh, create more consistency for yourself as well. Um, so be sure to practice all these things, especially um, being able to develop a good spin serve. Um, that's probably the number one uh, most effective thing that you can do from everything I've talked about here today. If you have a ball machine, you can get out there and work on defending against uh, different spins, top spin slices. Um, you can work on hitting some of those top spin lobs, some of those high top spin balls, um, drop shots, uh, volleys, all of this stuff um, out there on the court. So hopefully uh, you were able to pick out kind of one or two things here today that will help you out um, next time you're out on the court and that you can go practice. Uh, next week we will be back with uh, part six in the series um, and we're going to talk about height. So that's going to be a fun episode. So I will talk to you then. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.